Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip-hop? Right here, what we're going to do is go back. I think we're past 27. I just feel like we're past 27. <laughs> we don't know which one. <laughs> nope. Uh, I always have to go back and look. It's been a lot, y'all. We're on 28. I saw I was right. Yeah, you're right. Because 27 was the domestic violence and homosexual relationships. Yeah, it was. So, yes. And that was a good one. It was a good one. So, um, This is Mocha T. This is Capri. And this is Dante. And we don't have Mika with us today. Um, Mika's having some um, family things going on. She's not left us. <laughs> um, so she won't be joining us today. And she probably won't be joining us for a little while. But I get some stuff. Get a rest and figure out what's going on with her family. So I think she'll miss at least this one and maybe the next episode. Yeah. She'll be back. She'll be back. Yep. She'll be back for sure. So... Um, we were going to do something pretty short today. I don't think it's going to be too long because it's just the two of us. Right. We say that. <laughs> then it'll be really long. Right. So, um, but we got some we got some interesting stuff to talk about. We do. You had an eventful weekend. I did. So, okay. So, before we get started into that, somebody asked me, not asked me the question, but they put it on Facebook. And he's been married for a while and he said... How does people turn into boyfriend girlfriend? I saw that. So, like, do you fuck your way into a relationship? Do people formally be like, "Hey, I want you to be my girl," or you know, vice versa, whatever the case is? Like, how do people do it? And I don't know. Like for me, he actually asked me to be his girlfriend, but I think some people either fuck their way into a relationship and it's kind of like an um, an understanding, or I think some people just um, get pregnant. And <laughs> they trap a nigga. They and it's like, well, it's like it's a cheaper to keep a situation. So it's like, well, damn, I can't go nowhere now. So I think it's informal. Sometimes. Most of it is informal. I think most of it is informal. Okay, so I read that and thought I absolutely hate the mindset that we have these days because I feel like that is the. <clears throat> That we should be having these formal conversations with each other about relationships, what we're expecting, what we want, how that, you know, what that looks like for you and what that looks like for me. And a lot of it has turned into we fucking into a relationship. Oh, by the way, I guess we're together. Uh, oh, we've been doing this for six months, so I guess it's good enough for us to be together. And I absolutely hated that about my last relationship because that was what he was used to doing. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I don't want to fuck you till we get to the point of, oh, I think you're good enough to be in a relationship with me. Because I feel like it's almost kind of like settling. So, you know, my last two relationships, I don't even know if I can count that one. Remember I dated that one guy for like two months? <laughs> we were like in a relationship. 
for well, we talked for a while, and then like we got into like a relationship. But both, but both times, like with him and with the person I'm with now, we didn't have sex until after we made it official. And that might be where the change is. I think for a lot of people, people are starting to fuck before they get into their relationship. Oh, absolutely. And so then it's this constant waiting for the relationship to happen on right. the woman's half because most women are just constantly waiting for him to decide oh i'm good enough for him to be in a relationship with now that he's been fucking me for six months right versus um actually formally making that something they want to do but i think um it depends on the man as to whether or not you formally he formally stops and thinks it's that you're valuable enough because that's the part are you valuable enough for him to stop and say I really want to be with you. Do you think it's because... It, do you think it's the whole why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Do you think it's one of those situations? I think If you get all be. the benefits of having a girl but not fully committing. Because if you're not fully committed, then you can just do what you want to do with um, other people. And I think if you're not fully committed, then you always have an out. That too. So if you haven't fully committed yourself to the situation, then you can always just stop and say... Well, we weren't really together anyway, so right. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So I do think, I don't know, I think that it has become this I'm fucking into a relationship kind of thing. Um, also, the, oh man, she ended up pregnant because, oh my gosh, how many of those situations have I run into with men who are literally in, in situations with women or in relationships with women simply because she got pregnant? I think it's a lot of situations like that. Yes, they were dating for maybe two or three months, and then oops, she got pregnant, and oops, now we got to be in a relationship because I'm trying to be a good dad and trying to be here. I think it's a lot of situations like that, too. Yeah, actually, the lady that um, that did my braid, she mentioned that. She said that um, that's how they got together. She was like, I got pregnant because I asked her. She was saying how he was a good man, and she didn't want to let him go, and this and that. And um, she was like, you know, I really want to make this relationship work. And, you know, she was saying he was perfect for her in all areas. And I was asking her how long they've been together. And she told me, and I said, well, how long, how old is y'all's kid? And she told me, she's like, yeah, I got pregnant real fast. And so it's like she got pregnant. She was telling me that he was um, just working here on business, just like a temporary assignment. And then when she got pregnant, he stayed. And I think that's awesome. I think that's a good thing, but then you have the question of, did he really want to be with her? Is he with her because of the kids? So then long term, what does that look like? Um, are that's you guys true. able to develop a situ a, a relationship? And not saying that you're not, but are you able to develop a relationship that, go that goes beyond the kids? But what I mean by that's awesome is I'm happy that he didn't pack up and go back home. And you know, because he could have easily did that. It's funny you say that because I was in the barbershop the other day. And y'all know I have these barbershop conversations like, I, like I'm a dude in the barbershop. It's funny because we have Thursday nights at the barbershop when I take um, my baby to go get his haircut, and um, we ha I have a fr I have developed a friend now because I have barbershop conversation. I actually like it. I said one day we should go <laughs> sit in there and do podcasts one day in the barbershop. That's we need fun. to find us a barbershop and go sit and do a, a podcast in there one day. Anyway, so I was talking about. Um, so I had this debate with one of my brothers, and we were talking about white women versus black women, and how white women will intentionally get pregnant. You have black women who do it too, but it's not spoken about. Like, white women will come out and say it. So if you ever hang out in a circle of white women, they talk about how to get a man. <laughs> and how, by having a baby, that can happen. Black women don't really talk about it, although I'm sure that it's a 
few black women out here with babies that they've intentionally had that they either stopped taking their birth control. So we have a lot of birth control babies, quote unquote. Or I can't get pregnant. Or, or I, I can't get pregnant babies. And you get pregnant. And then you get pregnant. Right. Um, so kind of the intentionality. But usually black men dating white women who have babies marry their white woman. I don't care if she a knockoff, if she was supposed to be a knockoff, wasn't going. He usually will find the expectation of staying there and, and will raise that baby with her. Whereas, or try to raise that baby with her. Because sometimes she don't really care to have him there. <clears throat> Whereas... The black man, it's a roll of the dice. And the thing is, we say, oh, that's awesome that he changed his job and he stayed for his kid. When in all actuality, that's what you should be doing it's what you as should a parent. Do, but like, I'm being realistic. But as it doesn't far as happen. In society, and it does not happen. <laughs> a lot of people have babies. Okay, so even with my daughter, she was talking, she used to like this boy when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And recently they linked back up. And so she said, um, I found out that he's having a baby. But he was like, oh, but I don't mess with my baby mama like that. And I said, get your ass out of that situation right now. Right. Because it reminds me of when she was little. I mean, not when she was little, but when I was younger, when I was her age, and I was dealing with her daddy. And her daddy had a baby on the way, and I sat there, and then I had a baby. Like, it was just a mess. Right. Like, you young. get out. You don't need to be dealing with nobody and their baby mama right now. You're too right. young for that. Right. So, you're right. I mean, it's just, it's realistic. Like, it's just in our community, it's not... I'm it's a roll of the dice. Common, but it's really not common to stay with the mama. Right. It's very rare. And I probably have met maybe about mm, two or three men who've actually, like, the the girl got pregnant. He decided to stay. But I think that that's now because the stereotype is that you leave your babies. And so I think that a lot of black men have decided now to be fathers, which is a great thing. I have been I, seeing more I, of that. I appreciate the idea of that. Um, but... You do have it where the white woman, that's been the thing. And so, like I said, when um, I said that, I said, they said, you think black girls don't get pregnant on purpose? So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is black girls don't talk about it. Because you're not going to go to your homegirl and be like, girl, I'm, I'm getting off my birth control. She'll be like, you stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, like, see, but I don't really get that because, I mean, we all know that having a baby does not keep a man. Well, when you white, it does. Is that a fact, though? I, I don't think so. I don't so. know if it's a fact, but I think that it has some bearings to it. Do you think I think that, it happens more when you're white than it does when you're a black girl. So do you think that white women put their expectations out there? Do they verbalize? Mm-hmm. The only reason why I say that, because um, just then, you know, just dealing with me and Tregarious friendship or whatever. And to me, the things that he was telling me, she would just come out and say it. She was just open. This is what I want. This is what I'm doing. And it was, and I'll be like, dang, you know, she was just blunt with it. But that the fact that he went along with it was crazy because you knew her intentions and you went along with it too. And now you're complaining about it. <laughs> so that didn't make sense to me, but that's why I'm wondering if they, if they put it out there, um, if they verbalize it and we don't. Or I've been told, um, within that same conversation that they appear to be a bit more submissive and less aggressive. So, as a race, I think sometimes people perceive us, which we know this to be, people perceive the black race, black women, black men, to be more aggressive. But we are submissive. But we can be. To the right man. To the right man. But the problem is getting to that right man. And so, you have some men, and you have some, white women are submissive 
across the board appear to be. I think the problem that I and I said that I feel like they're more passive aggressive than they are in your face aggressive. Because we just kind of tell you when we don't like it. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, you're not going to, you know, you know you've been in a room with the white person who wants to say something to you, but said something to Sally across the on the other side of her. And she, you knew she was talking about you, but she was talking to someone else versus talking to you. And in the moment you say something to her, she act victim like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like why you have a problem with me. Yeah, indirect comments. Indirect comments. They're passive. And I think that it's easier to deal with passive aggressiveness. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I can deal with passive aggressiveness. If I speak to you and you get startled and don't say nothing, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of lightweight punking you. So you really kind of going to be real careful about what you say to me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to keep it to a minimum and you're going to keep your passive aggressiveness over there. Whereas you can't really do that to black women. Okay. So speaking of that, your event this weekend with, a guy that you were supposed to be going on a date with. Oh, Jesus. And y'all end up getting into it. If oh, you Jesus. were another race, how do you think that conversation would have went? Okay, I want to know how the conversation went. <laughs> and I want to know, if you were another race, how how it would how you think it would have went? Um, <clears throat> what can I say? So, let me start off by saying, um, first of all, let's start this to say this. Okay, so, I, yesterday decided well Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday um I decided I was going to have a game night for my youngest and the reason for that being is because with before I went out of town before I went to Chicago I was supposed to do it right before I left and um he got sick got the flu so um we didn't go hit we didn't have um game night so I figured, you know, when I got back, and I had already kind of pre-planned that in my mind. When I get back, you know, I'll make sure I do game night for my baby. And so I text everybody, let everybody know we're having game night. This was like Thursday. And so I tell this guy, who, by the way, you guys, I've only been talking to for a week. Now, mind you, I've known him, not known him. Let me back up. I knew him about 10 years ago. Mm, 13, because. Little man is 13. Okay. So about 13 years ago, I met him. We used to work together. Me and Dante and him all worked in the same area together, whatever. And so he had this big crush on me at this time back then. I wasn't really feeling it. Again, I understand now why. <laughs> but, um, at, you know, I tell him, hey, I'm not available. You know, I'm, I'm going to be with my kids tonight or whatever. And he gets mad. But he's, like, passive-aggressive with it at the beginning. Okay, so did he want to go on a date or just... He just wanted to come hang out. Okay. And then he wanted to come hang out, and he was like, <clears throat> can I come hang out? And I'm like, no, you can't come hang out. He's like, well, you can't come out the house for, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, no, I'm dedicating this time to the kids. Like, I'm going to be with the kids. I'm not leaving kids unattended in the house while I'm standing outside, hanging on the car, talking to somebody for 15 minutes. I'm not doing that. Um, which, I granted, I get that some people do that. I'm not doing it. I'm not about that life. Y'all not about to tear down my house, burn down my house, have, you know. And then I'm responsible, you know, because so, two of the babies, I had babies there yesterday too. So, you know, I just did, I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. But he was just like, okay, whatever. So then I get a message that says, Capri, I can't do this. And I'm like, what's the issue today? Because we had another issue earlier this week. How do you have two, how do you have all these issues in a week? I don't understand this. And I'm like, what's the issue today? Um, we're just too busy for each other. And I'm like, why? Because I want to spend time with my kids. Then he gets mad because I say I want to spend time with my kids. And he's like, oh, that's out of line. So what's the problem? 
I'm confused. Like, what's the issue? Well, what do you want out of a man? Well, I don't know what I want out of a man today. (laughs) Not right now, not today while I'm sitting here passing out plates to kids. And you want to go back and forth via text message. And I already told you I was busy today. And then you're not having a positive community. Like, because if the communication might have been positive, I might have wanted to engage. But at this point, I don't really know what I want out of a man. But I I swear I thought you said we were going to just be friends and then go from there. And then he's like, uh, yeah, but I don't want to waste my time. And I I know you ain't trying to waste your time. And who makes up their mind as to what they want in a purse from a person in a week, Dante? That's crazy. So what else did he say to you? Because wasn't he talking reckless? (laughs) He got to a point where he did start talking reckless today. So this was all yesterday. I finally was just like, look, it's been a week and it's already been too many issues. So I don't, I mean, you want me to take something serious. If we keep having these kind of issues, I'm not taking that serious. Like I'm not going to continue to take stuff serious and we, this is what we're doing. He was like, okay, and then again, about a couple of hours later, okay, got you. I didn't say nothing back. So this morning, I'll get up. I'm like, okay, I'm literally just laying around. All the kids are gone at this point. And I'm like, you know, I'll send them a message to say, hey, <clears throat> I'm busy today. I'm free today. I said, I'm available till 6. So then the response was, available to 6? What the fuck kind of shit is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> hold on wait what i said well i'm going to record it you know later on so i mean i'm available till six and he was like well what time will you be done with that and i'm i don't know you know it depends on how long it takes us you know if anybody's listened that would explain the other thing if you've listened to us you know that we take our time we kind of talk to each other we do things or whatever together before we get to that point so it could be midnight before i get home today who knows so i'm still like okay i don't know but he's like oh well i'm going to out of town tonight and i said okay well have fun enjoy your trip mind y'all i'm still being very passive i have yet to be like really aggressive in this conversation i hadn't turned aggressive in this conversation at all and I'm like, you know, enjoy your trip. Well, what kind of shit is that? I asked you what time you um you was going to be done. Blah, 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 blah. You are, what did he tell me? <clears throat> I have to get it right. I am a waste of beauty. I can't, I, why though? Because you weren't available all day. Because I wasn't available when he wanted me to be. So I think that's another thing. Black men don't realize that sometimes they're at fault. Because all of that conversation and how he was acting was so unnecessary. And I finally just stopped and said, you're a needy. And, and I'm not interested. Get, and, and then, then when you, you turn aggressive point, back. And then it's like, oh, she was tripping. I ain't talking to her because she was tripping. Right. No, you was tripping. Right. Like, what was I supposed to say in response to that? Oh, I'm sorry I'm not available. No, I'm not available. Like, and I told you that I... The crazy part is if you, you talk to me on the phone all week long... And I told you in the conversations all week long what I had coming up for the weekend. So then why would you then assume to think that it was going to change? Why? Because when you available, I'm supposed to be available. Okay, so clearly it sounds like he is used to women probably not um, prioritizing their kids. Their kids aren't a priority. And so it's kind of like, and then too, I think, like I think we talked about it before, men think they're the prize. And it's like, 
yeah, I get that it's a shortage of men out here, but we don't have to settle for any old thing. Like, I'm not going to jump when you say jump, skip, whatever, because you want me to be available. And this then, is the time that I'm spending with my kids, and that's what I'm going to do. Right. And not only that, but then my other thing is I'm busy. I have two kids. I work. I do the podcast. I hang out with my friends. I do things with my kids. I have a real life. And so if you want to be a part of my life, then you'll find out, you'll find a way to be a part of my life in those spaces. And I'm not going to prioritize somebody who talks crazy to me. Like right. that's like you completely removed yourself out of anything I ever wanted to and was going to ever do with you when you started talking crazy to me. Tell me I was crazy. Um, I'm a waste of beauty. And I just finally said, I'm whatever your mind come up with at this point. I don't care. But I've already explained to you that this is why I'm single. You're, you want to argue back and forth, and I'm not going to do that with you. And I enjoy my peace too much. And that's a red flag. That's oh, that was like of- 100% of them. <laughs> <laughs> like over the top. But I mean, that's the thing. And I realized that like people don't understand that concept. Like I, I've, I posted earlier this week on um, Facebook that I am more afraid of picking the right person and wasting my time on the, I mean I'm sorry not the right person sorry picking and wasting my time on the wrong person than I am on the fact to the fact that I'm gonna be single I'll be single that that doesn't bother me but what I'm not gonna do is be in a relationship with somebody who after a week you going in on I'm a waste of this I'm a this I'm a that because that then tells me that when you get mad or you get upset or something don't go your way, then you're going to throw a big-ass tantrum. And this is just not going to be a good connection. So it took me back to reminding me from when we worked together why I never really gave him any kind of anything. Because I feel like even, like, it reminded me of that. Like, I was just like, oh, this is why we we never talked. Because he would throw temper tantrums anytime he didn't get his way or when I wouldn't talk to him or when I wouldn't pay attention to him, he would get mad. That's crazy that y'all didn't even get to hang out. No. <laughs> but that's a good thing. No. It's, good it's, it's really good down. that I caught that and didn't hang out with him, didn't waste my time. I mean, because, you know, the, the situation earlier was I'm mad because I got lost and my phone died and I couldn't get to your house and then you were supposed to stay up and wait for me. Like... You're doing too much. And we ain't even got past five days on this stop, stop, red flag, red flag, red flag, up, you know, foul on the play. I don't know. We're not doing this no more. I blocked him, by the way. Okay. I was going to ask, have you heard from him? He is blocked. <laughs> and if he send me anything on any level of social media, he's going to get blocked on that too. I am the block queen when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I ain't lost no level of sleep or I don't feel no kind of way. You are completely blocked. You cannot call me anymore. If I run into you in, in um out in, in public, I will ignore you. So please just don't even say anything to me because at this point, I can't. That's crazy. I can't do it. That is crazy. But dating is just hard. I mean, dating can be fun, but it's hard um, at the same time. So speaking of that, like the Lauren London situation. Yes. Um, so we say... Everyone is saying, or, okay, so I guess we should probably read the message. You got to put up, I can read it. It says, Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London is a great example of how not to be. Y'all screaming, relationships go, relationship goes. They are far from it. Do you know they were uh, together for six years, made a child together, and he never married her. She puts this in, like, capital letters. Now he's gone. 
Uh, first of all, she said his and not he's. But, I mean, I get it. Maybe she didn't autocorrect. Maybe she was mad when she typed it. Who knows? Um, she has no rights to his five businesses or money in his bank accounts. No rights to his music royalties. And her one child has to share his father's SSI with his other chi with his other child. So what else does she have besides a broken heart and a child to raise by herself? Nothing. One thing for sure is if a man really genuinely loves you, he will put put you on. Your name will be his um will be on his property, his bank accounts, and he will change your last name in case something happens. You won't be stuck out like Lauren. Ladies, y'all better pay attention on how a man treats you. So what if he looks and feels good? Does his does he make I don't know which okay. Does he, he make so what, so, so what, basically, check for you so or whatever? What, so what if he looks and feel good? Does he make a check for you too and not just for him? Does he love you enough to put your name on his property and assets? How secure are y'all really? Do basically do you finance yourself while he keeps his check for himself and his bills only? Don't be like Lauren. Stay woke, ladies, because I'm always up. Anyways, let me start my day. So basically, um, I mean, how do you feel about this? Because they were together. Yeah, they were together six years. But what if neither one of them was ready? So, here's my thing about that. First of all, I don't believe that marriage is for everybody. And for every situation. For every relationship. And I believe that we have come into this society that says that marriage is the only way for somebody to show that they love you is if they marry you. Some, of, some people in some miserable ass marriages. With some miserable ass shit going on. True. He cheating every day, all day, day, damn day long. And that's how that goes. But I also believe that there are other ways to secure your family. I don't believe that Nipsey Hussle, being the person who was an advocate for his community, who talked about his legacy on a regular basis, who was as money smart and as money wise as he was, would have left Lauren and her child destitute with nothing. I do believe that he's probably done what he needs to do to make sure that they're secure and set. Also, did we forget it's Lauren London? She got her own money. Yeah, but I think, too, um, people, I mean, people type this stuff, but we're on the outside looking in. We don't know. I mean, he could have had a life insurance policy, you know, a million-dollar life insurance policy and had her as a beneficiary. But, I mean, at the same time, I might, yes, I love you. Because even if, like, if I get married again or whatever, like, even though I love my husband or my boyfriend, I'm not going to go run and put his name on my stuff. But that's just me. Not everybody operates that way. And it's not saying that, no, our relationship isn't going to work. But, I I mean, if it's some stuff that I've worked hard and I've built, I don't necessarily want to put your name on it. I mean, yes, you're reaping the benefits of it while we're together. I get all that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I love you any less because I don't want your name on my stuff. But also, I think that um, that goes into that space of if he don't love you, if he don't care about you, he don't put you on this, he don't put you on that. I can say to you, and I didn't know them personally, but the vibes that I got from them was that they were truly in love. I don't get, I never got vibes that made you be like, mm, I question that relationship or mm, I question that genuineness or mm, I question how they feel about each other. The way he looked at her, even when they did interviews, even when they did interviews, if anybody ever complimented her, he re-complimented her based on their compliment or he asked them to reiterate that because he would be like, you know, I tell her that all the time. Or I told her today she looked really pretty. Like, yeah, keep telling her that. Like, 
I think genuinely he cared enough about her that he wouldn't have left her with nothing. Right. Also, how do we know that she's not a business partner on his businesses? How do we know that she didn't invest in help? He, she was on before he was. Right. She helped him. So we don't know personally what that looked like for them. We don't know if part of his properties were his, but also hers. Because you don't have to be married to be a business partner with somebody. You don't have to be married to reap the benefits. If someone has a, a living will or has a will yeah. and they list you, you can be a stranger to that person and never even ever see them. And they can give you property or give you assets or give you things. But I just think that it's just, again, society says that if I'm not giving you my money when I'm gone, then you didn't love, I didn't love you. Well, for me, okay, so they saying relationship goals, but I still feel like it's their relationship can be a relationship goal. Even though, I mean, I think the problem with with society is that we put time limits on stuff. And they're saying, oh, they were together six years, so he didn't love her because they were together for so long. But a lot of people are rushing into marriages and they're not together long enough. Right. Sometimes people don't want to get married because what they have at that moment is working for them. Right. And they don't want to get married. It's like, why get married if what we have is working? I mean, but to me, they have to be mutual. Because right. if I'm with you and I'm with you for six years and I want to get married, but you just kind of like, uh, you don't want to get married, then I can kind of see a problem with that. But if y'all have like a mutual understanding that like what we have right now, you know, because I might be one of them people. I might be with my man for six years and I, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, not in a rush. Right. I'm not in a rush to get married. Right. So I might be one of those couples, you know, that's together for six years, 10 years or whatever and be just content and happy. Just have a boyfriend. boyfriend. Right. This is my boyfriend. Uh, this is my man. And I'm happy with that. Right. I mean, it's the same thing that we've said on several occasions. I'm not in no hurry to get in a relationship. That's just who I am. Like, I'm not... Don't rush me. Because if you start rushing me, I'm a, I'm going to back out and run away. Because I feel like, well, what are we rushing for? I feel like you don't have to rush forever. Right. So, to me, in reading this text... Because I'm just kind of like breaking it down. Even like, you know, the kid would have to share his social security. Like, that's the only source of income, income that's going to be And why, coming in. again, she's Lauren London. And he's Nipsey Hussle. She's they ain't getting no SSI. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I said, honey, you thinking about your old situation. Because SSI is based on income, I think, anyway. So, I believe... That ain't no ain't no SSI coming out of this situation. Girl, I don't know how it Because Nipsey probably, I mean, SSI comes from paying into, regularly paying into taxes. I think that's how that goes. But anyway, I don't, they're not looking at no SSI. Look at his, how his, how, how lavish his funeral was. Ain't, that baby ain't going to be missing no damn SSI that he got to split with his sister. He ain't going to even have to split that. <laughs> like, he Nipsey Hussle's son. Y'all do realize that. The fact that he's Nipsey Hussle's son, the fact that their funeral is as elaborate as it is, the fact that Nipsey Hussle has made the impact on the community that he has made, his son is set. It doesn't matter from this point on, anything his son does or touches at this point, his son is set. So, and he's Lauren London's son, who also, Lauren London has so many connects outside of, because Nipsey was new to the game when he met Lauren. He wasn't already in the game. He was kind of working towards that. But, I mean, I think he kind of was because um, she asked, that's how they met. She reached out to him to get his album for one of her friends. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. she said so she met him at a store, at one of his stores or something like that. Yeah, cause she, yeah, because she was trying to get an album oh, okay. um, for one of her friends or whatever. And so she reached out to him, and that's how they started dating. Oh, okay. So I think he would. I mean, he might not have been at the level he is now, but I think he has some, you know, kind of clout for her to reach right. out to him and be like, hey, hey can I get one of your right. albums or whatever. But either way, it's right. Lauren London, Nipsey Hussle. Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle's son. And Lauren London still has a son with Lil Wayne. She's not hurting for money. So I have a question. So, um, speaking of them, did you hear about Kodak Black's comment that he would give her a year before he'll try to talk to her or something like that? Yeah, I did. And I feel like that was real disrespectful. So they, you know, his um, pictures and stuff was in the trap museum. T.I. removed it. And then I was reading today, it said that his sales dropped like by 700%. Well, because you have to recognize and see. So let me back up. So when that first started coming out and people were saying something, I'm with someone who's like, people are too in their feelings. It's not that serious. But I do believe that there is a level of respect that you have to have for certain people. And you can't. You probably should have saved that comment for about six months down the road when after they buried him. Like It's one of those things that I think people don't have boundaries now. Is we in that social media stance that everything's supposed to be funny and we supposed to joke about everything and and you're he's in entertainment just like they are. You didn't realize that your reputation was on the line when you said that, like But you know they're gonna blackball you. Well, yeah, but I don't think some people view it like that. Some people view it like any attention. It could be negative attention. Any attention is better than no attention. Because like some my friend um that I used to work with, he lived in Philly. And he texted me. He was like, did you hear about Kodak's comment? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, I didn't even know who Kodak Black was until I read the comment, until I heard about the comment. So, I mean, even though um, he may be blackballed, but at the same time, more people are aware of who he is now. Oh, yeah. So, and I think that sometimes, like I said, some people will rather have negative attention than no attention at all. Because now you know who I am now. But now you know who I am, but is that enough? To keep you going, because if your sales is down 700% and they took you out the trap museum and now yeah. the other rappers, because even the game got on uh, Instagram and did a whole video and was like, nigga, don't speak on my on my nigga's name. Don't speak on his girl's but name. But I think it's because of who they are, though. Yeah, and I think that, but people do have, so think about this. It's funny, because I was listening to a Ja Rule song. And you remember when they used to do rap, like they used to do battles back and forth? Mm-hmm. And um, who was it that got, like, somebody literally killed Ja Rule's career. I don't remember that. I don't remember who it was he got into it with, but I want to say he got into it with somebody, and they literally killed his career. Like, he, when have you heard of Ja Rule? Where is Ja Rule at? Um, I heard he about to make a comeback. Hopefully. I think they're supposed to be going be like, so. Soulja Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Drake. No, but that's the thing. Like, I think that in entertainment, you have to be very careful and you have to tread lightly on some situations. And, you know, the person that I was with was like, well, what if a comedian did it? Well, you recognize that none of the comedians made no jokes about it. So this says uh, basically 50 Cent killed his career. Yes. I Googled who killed Ja Rule's career. <laughs> you know, I Google everything. So 50 Cent killed Ja Rule's career. I mean, so I think it is possible to kill people's career to pretty much end a person's career. Right. So you have to be careful in the entertainment business when you're doing it. Because I do believe you have some people out there who can basically just dead you. You too new. You Kodak Black. And a lot of people haven't even heard of you. 
more people have heard of Nipsey Hussle than they have of you. So why would you make a comment like that? Also, like I said, she hadn't even put him in the ground yet. Like, granted, I don't even know if he went in the ground because he's Muslim or whatever, but she hadn't even completed the funeral. And most people don't start to grieve or mourn their loved ones until after that process, until after they get past the funeral, until after they get past the service. Absolutely. And so give her that space. I mean, everybody trying to hit on, you know, Lauren London. But, you know, I also watched a video on one of my friends had posted. And he was like, he had a friend who said it. And then I had the question, like, who's thinking like that? Like, who, where do you stop and start thinking, oh, she free now? Some people think like that. So even um, Jay, he asked me, he said, how long after a person passed are you supposed to wait to date somebody else? Why would that even be something you thought about? Because it could take... Grieving is a process. That can take a year, two years, ten years. So if she was to be with somebody in six months, would she be wrong? No, because that's her grieving process. That's what I said. So I said I think it's up to the person. And then sometimes... I mean, I'm not saying their relationship, but sometimes people might be married or with somebody that they're not really into, and they, they pass away, and people expect for them to wait for like a year. But what if their relationship wasn't even good at all? And, and neither one of them wanted to leave, and then in six months, she was somebody else. I think that, like I said, the... For the person from the outside looking in, I can't tell you when your grieving process is over, when you're ready to move on, when you're ready to do something different. I can't tell you that. You can tell yourself that, though. So if you move on in two months, that's your grieving process. That's you. You know, if you don't move in, move on for 10 years, that's your grieving process. That's you. So I do believe that it's based on her level of grieving. So if in six months she decides to start dating someone else, she gets back out there, she finds someone else. I don't think that that's a reflection of how much or how less she loved the person. But I think people relate that to that, though. I think they do. They feel like because you moved on in six months, oh, she didn't care about him because she was somebody else in six months. But I mean, right. at the same time, you do have to move on with your life. Right. You so. have to continue on. And you don't know what kind of conversations they had. True. Because maybe he told her... Don't wait for, you know, if something happens to me, just move on. Just, I don't want you to grieve. I don't want you to feel like some kind of way because people do have, so let's be real people. People do have real life conversations in real relationships, in real relationships where you love someone. You do have conversations about death. You do have conversations about what happens to, what do you do or what do I expect from you or what do you right. expect from me if I die tomorrow? Right. You know, um, I do, I've listened to a lot of his um, videos and a lot of the stuff that he's posted and he's talked about life as if he knew that one day he would be gone. Hmm. Um, so, and it could be because of the lifestyle that he lived. I mean, before, right. you know, like the whole gang lifestyle, you know, eventually sometimes... Or sometimes some people are living up. their life in a space of understanding that life isn't just about me, that it's a bigger port, a part of life, and that every part of life is... Everybody is going to die. And so if I'm giving... If, if I am truly a humanitarian and I'm giving to this world, then I recognize that I'm only giving into this world as long as I am here. Right. And so there's a bigger part of that. And so um, I think that some people also live like that. I'm that kind of person that I recognize that what I give to this world is only what I can give to this world as long as I'm here. Um, does that mean that like I know when I'm dying? No, but I recognize that at the I have an end that I'm my time runs out some point. 
And so I would be a person that if I was truly in like in a relationship with someone who would say like, you know, we would talk about what it looks like when I die. Like if I, I'm going to die one day. So, yeah, we all you know, <laughs> I mean, I've had that discussion with my daughter. Happens. Like, you know, I've talked, I've told her like when you turn 18, if something happens to me um, after that, I really want you to look after your brother. I want you to work on it. I mean, those are conversations I've had with her. Right. I've had conversations with my family about what, you know, if we... See, I don't have conversations. I haven't had any conversations like that. Like, if something happened to me, this mm-hmm. is what I want y'all to do. Yeah, at my funeral, I want y'all to sing that song. There's a leak in this old building. My soul has got to go. I don't even know what song that my is. My soul has got to go. Kayla, no. And girl, if something happened to you, I'll be like, let me find the podcast. <laughs> she's on the podcast. <laughs> Kayla knows, though. Okay. So, Okay. I mean, there's things like that, but I think like that. I like, um, I, you know, in mind and processing, but then that's just, I think in that space. So I, I believe that he was probably one of those people who thought like that. And we don't know the conversations that they had intimately. We don't know if he said, you know, if something happens to me, I don't want you to grieve me forever. I want you to move on. Cause I think it's selfish to feel like somebody's supposed to grieve you for the rest of their life right. and never move on with their life. Right. Like, yeah, you need to move on. And I, whenever she moves on, I think it's best for her. So it's best for her. And another thing, like, I paid attention to, like, some women who lose their spouses, some will take their ring off pretty much immediately. And then some people will leave their ring on for well, a long time. Yeah, they'll leave it on. I, I pay attention to that just to see, you know, where they're at. And I think if my husband was to pass away, I'll probably leave my ring on. It depends on For my husband. Time. It depends on my husband. If we've had if we had a really good, deep relationship, I would probably it would probably hurt to take my ring off. Right. So I do believe that she's probably in a space and I mean I've heard they were engaged. Um and we don't know the whole process of what they Because is either, I mean but, and also they said that she used to keep her life private. You know, so we don't I mean, people don't know. People. I was surprised she even posted as soon as she did on Instagram. Because, you know, after she had the baby, um, it took her two years to post on Instagram again. Really? Well, yeah, because she said she felt like she didn't look, she didn't look good. And it two years. She hadn't posted in like two years. And then she finally started posting. And I was like, I know if it took her two years to post after the baby, she probably ain't posting on Instagram for a long time. But she did. She's posted a couple of times on Instagram. But I think it's just like I said, we don't know the conversations that they've had. We don't know right. whether or not, you know, and the crazy part is this. He did post earlier in the day, you know, um, what do you say? My, your enemies are your um, are a blessing. Yeah, yeah, your enemies are a blessing. But we still don't know what conversations he might have had beforehand. Because, you know, sometimes some people know when they're, when it's coming. They just don't know when it's coming. Like, consciously, like, they're, like, having conversations really and know. stuff like that. I feel like sometimes people do. Because you have some people who have, like, these conversations that are really weird. And they start having, like, you were talking about your grandmother. Like, you just start having these weird conversations that right. you make you feel like... And I mean, and they might not necessarily know why they're having those conversations, but they in that space and that mood and then something happens and you're like, dang, they just, you know, and he was sending everybody I love you messages two days ago or, you know, just random stuff, you know, yeah. move to do random stuff. So we really don't know what that looked like for them. We really don't know what that looked like for her. That's true. Um, so like I said, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in famous people's lives that we want to make it our life. 
Yeah. And then I did um go back and read his uh baby mama, the other baby mama, her page. That girl is crazy. But she did. She made a post, um, I guess a few years ago, that she had a dream, a nightmare, that something happened to him at the store. She oh, posted crazy. that. Yeah, she posted that. I, I don't know if I did a screenshot of it or not, but yeah, she posted that. And she said she saved him, but then they came back and got him or something like that is what she said. Something along those lines. Is what she said. But yeah, I think, I mean, because I have gone to like people, like people passed away and kind of like gone to their page and they have made like some little comments or whatever. Um, not everybody, but you know, some people. Yeah. So it, I mean, you could know, yeah. not really know, but you know, just kind of like have this feeling or God put certain things on you know, your, heart. your heart for you to yeah. just say out loud. And I think, you know, with him posting it, because I, I wonder what the backstory was behind that. Right. Behind him posting, you know, enemies is a blessing. Right. I don't know how they're a blessing. But enemies can be a blessing. You don't think that you don't think that some of your enemies can be a blessing now. No, I think so, but I just But think about this. So how he meant it. Oh, okay, well we can say this. Not necessarily saying it how he meant it, but blessing. How many people know who Nipsey Hustle is now that did not know who Nipsey Hustle was before he died? Right. Think about that. That's true. The legacy of Nipsey Hustle will probably extend way beyond what he could have did in his life. And with through his death, because now you have more people making noise about it. You have more people talking about it. You have more people recognizing what it is. You even got white people, right, talking about Nipsey Hussle. That's true. Yeah, it was even yeah on the news and all of that stuff. Right. So, I know that that sounds weird to have that conversation out loud, but the person who thought they were ending his life only began his life in that space. That's true. And yeah, in that because it he it raised awareness. You know, of to like everything he was, that he was doing what he was and doing what he community. was what he was doing for that community and what he was trying to do and who he was trying to be to his people. Right. Um, so I think that that's just important, period, when you go into those kind of conversations like, you know, we think our life sometimes. But but then it's the question of what is like, what are you doing in your life that makes your life significant in this space? Like, what are you leaving behind? What will be your legacy? Right. So when you die, who will remember you after you die? So, um, okay, I found the post. I'm sorry. Under his baby mama. And she said, I had a bad dream about my child's father. Some people beat him up bad at a store and I saved him, but they got him again. Shit almost had me in tears. I wonder what that means. But this was way back, um, August 29, 2013 crazy when she posted it and just the fact that that's six years ago that he passed mm-hmm. away at the store yeah so that was crazy so okay okay so i know i feel like this is off topic maybe maybe not but do you feel like sometimes people can speak things on your life we've talked about that speaking things into existence yeah but do you think other people can do that for you though can speak things onto your life because I say that because, like, I remember um, this guy had passed away and um, his baby mama was like, I, I wish my baby daddy was dead or I wish somebody would shoot my baby daddy. And then not too long later, he ended up dying. I don't, I don't can't remember how he died. I don't think she was involved or anything like that. But just the fact that she posted that, it was a public post. And, you know, like, when people pass away, people start sharing stuff. Like, look at this. Um... Well, that would have the question of do you believe in, like, voodooism and do you believe in, like, shaman and do you believe in, like, those kind of rituals? Because if you believe that that kind of stuff exists, then you do believe that people can speak things into your life. 
I'm just wondering. I mean, but like for her to say that, post that, and then I mean, I don't play with stuff like that. Like I had somebody tell me earlier, like a couple weeks ago. This is crazy, y'all. I can't. So this is the thing. Capri is single, and it will probably be single for a while because we have talked. I talked to Dante, and I said I think I'm ugly or something because. My pickings is hella slim right now, and I done got some crazy <laughs> shit coming through my phone lately. But I had a person send me a message that said they um had a grandpa that did voodoo, and he was going to do voodoo on me. I blocked him and his ass, too. Like, I don't play with that kind of stuff. A dude said that to you? Yes. In a text message, I deleted him and blocked him, too. Girl. Because <laughs> he was like, I don't even remember what Why got us to this place. These people off? I didn't piss it. I don't. Well, all I talked about was, and that's the thing. I think I just might be in this space where, like, I'm supposed to be, you know, where you're supposed to be by yourself. And so, like, everybody around just isn't it. It. And so, God does things because, like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I've been praying extra hard recently. Like, Lord, like, I don't understand. Like, why. Am I in this space? Like, why am I in this space right now? Like, why is it that everybody that's coming around is not something I want? Like, what is going on? And, um, shortly thereafter, he removes each and every person that's there. <laughs> I wonder if God is doing it to make it easier for you to recognize when you, when the person that you do want come along. Either that or he's saying I'm in the season of the by myself. I mean that too, but, I mean, it's like you're easily recognizing what you don't want. So hopefully, Easily like, recognize. So hopefully, it. you know, when that person come along, it's like, okay, he don't act like this, he don't got this, right? Know, so, well, I mean, he ain't gonna have it. some of the now. Some of this stuff is just reason, just easily <laughs> easy. Yeah, you tell me, you you your grandpa did voodoo and you was gonna cast a voodoo spell on me. Yeah, you got to go. But I think I think I I believe that every man and woman actually go through that as far as like your pickings and like your selection. Because I remember we talked about that the other day about your selection. <laughs> I'm like, you're not ugly. I'm like, but your selection is horrible right now. It is. But oh I, my gosh. But I've dealt with that. Like, you know, I'm, everybody that was texting my phone, I didn't want none of them. Right. So, I mean, I think it just happened like that. I mean, me. and I was even willing to kind of spend some time just to pass time with some of them. But I'm like, I can't even spend time to pass time with y'all because y'all getting <laughs> on my nerves already. See, that's crazy. So, I mean, I get it. Like I said, I, I, I am there. But, yeah, I do believe that. So, I believe that there are other forms of, you know, spirits and things in the world and I do believe that some in some spaces you can speak things into people's lives or you can speak things over people um because again if I didn't I wouldn't believe in like the whole voodoo blah 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 whatever but at the end of the day um I do think that you should be careful of the words that you speak into people that you speak um we've talked about that putting things into the universe so i don't just necessarily believe that you can put things in the universe about yourself i do believe you can put things in the universe about other people i think so too which is why and i've had this conversation with you which is why i pray um part of my prayer is to rebuke anything and any you know that anybody is saying negative about me or bad against me or my kids i pray that god rebuke it because i do believe that people will pray or speak things over you that's they're intentionally doing it right you know, and so I pray, you know, God rebuke that stuff. I mean, because I didn't start doing that till you told me about that. And then I working in the job that I work in. Like, I've had, like, crazy telephone calls. 
from people at three and four and five o'clock in the morning, right. you know, speaking bad things over me and my kids. And so that's when I started praying over me and my family. Like, you know, God protect us from anything that anybody might have, you know, spoken yep. into our lives or things like that. So I do believe that kind of stuff. And like I said, I think you should be careful, but you always recognize that the people that speak that kind of stuff into people's lives, mm-hmm. be the same, be the first people about them. They're about to fall into the casket. Yeah. My baby daddy died tomorrow. Girl, if your baby daddy die tomorrow, you're going to have your ass front line and <laughs> trying to throw yourself in that casket. Because in real life, right. the same emotions that people love with are the same ones they hate with. That's true. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I do. I definitely. I used to say, Lord, rebuke it and reverse it back on them. But I had to stop doing that. <laughs> because, I don't know. It Like, people start calling me and like all this stuff start happening in their lives. And I'm like, I wonder if they praying against me. Because you show sure going through a lot. Because like, <laughs> God, I didn't sent that back to Are you really her. my friend? Like, I didn't sent that back over there to you. So just, so I stopped. Like, and then talking to my brother, I was like, okay, that's really not the godly thing to do. I mean, even though it's not godly for them to be wishing on me, but it's probably not godly, godly for me to be wishing it back, be wishing on, it back on them because I'm going to reverse it, put it back on them. Send it back to them. Send it back to them or whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah, so. I do. I definitely pray that because I'm like, you just never know what people are saying or wishing over your life. You know, people be jealous for the wrong reasons, thinking you got this and that. And shoot, I'm over here trying to make it like you trying to make it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, back to Lauren and Nipsey, I just, I, I don't know their relationship. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what in six years they needed to work through or they said that, um, his dad was divorced and his mom and dad were divorced. And so there might be some emotions they needed to work through in that space. Um, Hey, if it takes us six years. And we are working in whatever direction we need to work on to be peacefully with each other. And it takes us longer than that. And in the process, we have a love child. Then, you know what? That's our that's our journey. Um, as a society, I think a lot of times we want to find the negative in something and tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing and what they should and shouldn't accept and what they should and shouldn't like. But I'm... Um, one of the other things is I thought California was a common law marriage um, state, but it's not. Oklahoma is a common law marriage state. I thought state. they changed that. I thought we weren't. Well, they may have changed it. I looked it up and we were still listed on Google because, you know, Google knows everything. Oh, okay. Maybe it is. <laughs> I, I thought it I might be that. limited to what you can and can't do with that. It could be. But some states are common law marriage. Again, if people have a will, you do realize that if you have a will, it trumps your marriage anyway. So some some of the stuff that you list in your will, your wife could you could override the relationship that a wife a husband and wife have anyway. Oh, see, I don't know how that works because I don't know. I was thinking that the wife automatically get fifty fifty, but I don't know how that works. If it's, I don't know if you can watch write your wife out of your will. Um, I don't know. I feel you, like you probably could if you had know. enough money. I don't know. I don't know. I need to do a will. I was just talking to Shonda about that here recently. I was like, I really need to do a will. Yeah, I do too. Most people. So you probably should sit down and do that, like a will workshop or something. Yeah. I mean, just so, like, if something do happen to us, you know, our stuff isn't hung up in probate or whatever, kids right. arguing over it, you know, because right. I want everything split, you know, down the middle. For all the kids. Yeah, equally. 
Y'all get everybody right. equally. Yeah. So I need to do that. Um, yeah. But no, I just think, like I said, we don't know. But, and again, I'm not in no hurry to get married. Not that, you know, I do believe in the legal ramifications of being married, meaning that I'm in a state that probably, you know, if I had assets and things that I needed to protect, then that would probably be the best way to do it, you know, for my husband's sake or whatever. But I'm not in no hurry to get married. Like I said, I've t- told people recently that um, marriage scares me because I'm seeing some of these relationships and I'm like, hell no, leave me out of it. Yeah, but I, I doubt that he left her high and dry. I, you know, even if her name wasn't on some businesses, I still believe that, you know, he made sure that she was taken care of and was okay. So I just feel like these um, non-color ID calls I keep getting right now. <laughs> They're him. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four calls, y'all. I... <sighs> Did you download Messenger? To see what he uh, the message said. Yeah, but that was from Friday. Oh, okay. Okay, ladies. If a man is calling you baby, babe, honey, sweetheart, love, in a matter of weeks. Week. A week. Five days. Less than five days. I'm not your baby. I'm not your honey. I'm not your sweetie. I'm not your love. Those are signs. Red flags. You know what I told you today? I thank God for the fact that I see red flags and don't keep running, don't run past them. Yeah. I think some people do. Well, they do. I mean, it depends on how much you like the person. If you don't really care too much for them or if it's kind of like, mm-hmm. eh, just something to do. Give me red flags like six months in and maybe I can run past them. <laughs> I'll be a little stuck in running past red flags at that point. <laughs> but a week? Right. No. Anyway. Well, we talked almost an hour, so we did. That was a good conversation. And we um yeah. We'll figure it out. But like I said, this whole you know. Aunt Capri is single and I'm single single and I'm gonna be single single for a while. I'm actually enjoying my journey. Like I told Dante, I'm I'm learning a little bit more about myself, how to love the other race. I've talked to other people and I just think that sometimes we don't spend enough time just being single and figuring out what works, what doesn't work, what we are okay with, what we're not okay with. Before we walk into the next relationship, some of the things that we need to work on, some of the reasons why we are hurt or not feeling, and I don't want to, again, I realized that um, in past relationships, I've been the aggressor, I've been aggressive, and I've like actually been in a space now where I can be like, I can give affirmation. And that feels good, like to wake up in the morning and give a person affirmation and tell them they're a good person and be loving even in spaces where you're not getting that love and receiving that love back. Right. Because we don't do that as a community. Mm-mm. Nope. But it feels good, like when somebody recognizes the good that you're doing, they say it. Yeah. Like, you know, not wanting anything in return, just out the blue and just say it. Yeah. And black men love that. They need that. Right. I thought about um thought about that too. Black men really need affirmation. They need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they have people out here that see them working hard. And I know a lot of times we say they need validation or blah, 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 blah. And we get all stuck in our feelings about why they need it. But I think that if you live in a world where the world tells you so much about what you're not. And as a black woman, people tell us all the time we're not loving. We're not affectionate. We don't know how to give. We don't know how to be okay. 
And um, like I said, one of the conversations I had was, you know, white women give. And don't think two seconds about what they give. They might give a man some sneakers, some shoes, a gift. They walk around giving so much. And I think, I know because they receive a lot from people. Um, you know, I you, think black women do that too, though. We do, not as much. Just color. I don't think so. Not as much. Why do you think that? Because we're more of a give and take culture. So when someone gives something to you, you kind of expect it in return. That's We're not true. necessarily a give and not expect anything in return kind of culture. I agree with that somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's trainable. It's not all of us are not like that. I've given gifts and not asked for anything or any, and not expected anything in return. Um, but I do believe it's rare. How many times have you met somebody who was like, girl, you giving him something and he ain't never gave you nothing? That happens a oh, lot in our culture. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I think in that case, for me, and it it could be a culture thing or not, but um, if I give somebody something a couple times and I still haven't received anything, I'm probably not going to give you anything else. But why? That's just me. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Because like, I'm wondering why you not, why haven't you got me anything? <laughs> Even though I'm not like, that's, gifts isn't my love language, but if I go out and get you something... Um, eventually I'm probably wonder like, well, dang, you know, it seemed like I'm doing all this on my end, but you're not doing anything on your end as far as that. Right. Even if it's just, you know, pick me up, you know, a pop and some, my favorite candy. I mean, it could be something like really simple and small. I don't have to, you don't have to go out and spend a hundred dollars on me, but just think about me. Let me know you're thinking about me while you're out. But I'm not really like, so I'm the kind of person that can give a gift and not expect anything in return. Right. Like I don't I have can, to I'll give, give a anything in return. Gifts. I mean, right. like I'm saying, I'm I I don't I I don't know. It's the thought kind of thing for me, and I'm a person that can give. And like I said, I think sometimes that comes in those level of affirmations too. Like we don't want to get up in the morning and tell somebody, "Hey, have a good day. You're doing really good. Keep going." And if you do that so many times and they don't reciprocate it, you may feel some kind of way. Right. But why? Because if you're genuinely doing it just for them to have a good day in that day. Then why does it matter if they do it back? We get well, stuck in Well, I'm not talking about affirmations. I'm, I'm talking I about... I mean, just periods. I mean, it money. starts off there. And money, too. I'm talking about spending money. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how I am about my money, though. Yeah, I understand so, it. I'm tight, and I don't like shopping. So if I go out and buy you something, <laughs> I need you to appreciate it. Shit. <laughs> they do appreciate it. They just they don't do. have the money to give it back. That's true. I don't know. It, it depends on the situation. Yeah. So, so to each his own. To each his own. But we miss Mika. Um, we everybody keep her in your prayers, only positive prayers. We will be praying for our friend and her family. Um she'll be back soon. So um, as you know, we are on SoundCloud every Sunday. Um, we are also on YouTube every Sunday. We are on SeattleHipHopRadio.com and and the app on Mondays and Fridays. Please download the app. It's Please easy. download the app. It's really easy. Um, also, um, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Mocha Tea Podcast on Instagram. No, on Twitter and Facebook. On Instagram, it's Mocha Tea, and it's got that underscore podcast on there. And then, um, if you have any inquiries, you have any questions, you want to give us any questions, like I said, we hold on, we started off with a question from one of our fans, so we appreciate that too. Um, Gmail 
address is mocha t 2018 so not double zero two the number two zero um and then one eight so 2018 at gmail.com if you have anything for us send us shoot us hit us up um you can hit us up individually too on uh, facebook we're all on facebook we're all on instagram now um, I've joined the Facebook community again. And I've joined Instagram. <laughs> the sacrifices we've decided to make. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to us, and we are out. Please welcome Lauren London. Never was I prepared for anything like this, so bear with me, y'all. Um, I'm gonna, um, Hermes was asleep one morning and um, I was watching him because I used to love to just watch him sleep. And I wrote him a text while he was sleeping so that when he woke up, he would read it. And so I'm going to share with you um, that text. And then I'll go into my little stories about him that were special to me. Hermes, I want you to know that I feel real joy in my heart when I'm around you. I feel safe around you, protected, like a shield over me when you're around. I'm totally myself when I'm with you which is probably annoying because I don't wear my cool mask anymore. You've made me into more of a woman. You've given me the opportunity to really love a man. You've been with me while I've been sick, through all my fears. You have encouraged me and inspired me to reach higher. I've learned so much about myself with you. You've been my turn up and my church. I wouldn't want to go through this journey with anyone but you. I look up to you in a lot of ways and I strive to educate myself more like you have. And when we are at odds, I feel defeated and sad knowing that we are so much better than that. I just want you to know that you've been, my, you've been the greatest boyfriend to me. You aren't perfect, but I would never ask you to be. You and I work, we fit, and you're the coolest guy in the world to me, still. I love you so much unconditionally. My truth is this, I'm never gonna give up on you. My love and my devotion is to you. And I sent that uh, January 21st, 2019. Um, um, I, I had to write something because I, I've never felt this type of pain before, but I know that God is alive, but bear with me, y'all. His soul was majestic. 
He was the strongest man that I ever knew, a gentle father, a patient leader, a divine light. He was brilliant. He researched everything, completely self-taught, constantly seeking knowledge. He would, um, he would go to bed and listen to these audio books in his headphones and I would tease him, but that really is what I thought was the coolest shit ever about him. Um, and he would wake up in the morning and play music for the kids and light a sage and burn it around the house and just make sure that our energy going outside would be uplifted and that we could handle the day. Um, you know, my pain is for my two-year-old that probably won't remember how much his dad loved him. Um, this is something that, you know, I never, I don't really understand, but I know that Aramis always used to say that you can't possess people, that you experience them. And I'm so honored and blessed that I got to experience such a man. I know everyone is hurting, but I'd like to say something to my city, Los Angeles. Y'all from LA, stand up. Because this pain is really ours, you know? We know what it meant to us. We lost an incredible soul. We lost someone very rare to us, and we lost a real one. And we won't ever be the same. But in Hustle's words, because he used to always say this, the game is gonna test you, never fold. Stay 10 toes down. It's not on you, it's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. And he's in all of us. It's in Aramis, the love of my life. You know what it is? Grief is the final act of love. My heart hears you, I feel you everywhere. I'm so grateful that I had you. I love you beyond this earth. And until we meet again, the marathon continues.